All Packers, all the time. He has come light years in the last two months, and people should be over the moon excited about that. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. It's Jason Wilde on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Always great to check in with our friend and teammate, Jason Wildy. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? It's quiet. He might not have heard you. Good morning, Jason. I don't think he heard me. That's not good. How about now? Hi, Jason. Can you hear me? I can now. Oh. I'm chatting up with Joshy. So good morning, Jen. Good morning, Chewy. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. <laughs> Who's Keith? Oh, I get it. <laughs> Keith, Gabe's Lily? dad, Mark, right? That's the whole thing? Yes. Okay, good. I figured chewy that moments. out. I'm proud of it. Yeah, um, I've turned into Chewy. Yesterday, the NFL released the NFLPA report card. I guess it was the Players Association then that released it. Um, seemed a little interesting that the Green Bay Packers were the third overall, right? When you look at the whole thing and you... Um, aggregate all of the grades the Packers were third overall and yet Matt LaFleur was 21st with a B plus as head coach and apparently players said they wanted more input what was your feedback or what was your reaction to that Jason Chewy would you agree that players always want more input yes I thought B plus pretty good grade I thought so too and and you know finishing 26 uh, look I if if Jair Alexander gave him an F, that would drag down his score. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't think much of it. Uh, look, I think it was interesting. I agree with you, Jen, because he does seem like he is uh, far more of a player's coach than maybe some other coaches might have been seen as that. Um, and we know that he takes players' input a lot because he let Aaron Rodgers pretty much run the whole show, right? Or so some people might think. So... I, I I thought that was curious. Um, you know, I was I, I thought to me the most interesting thing was that they got some of the highest grades of any strength and conditioning staff, and they fired everybody. Yeah, that's was a uh, weird one. That me, was Jason. what jumped out at me. Uh, Dude, what do you? What's your interpretation of that? Uh, the only thing I can think of is too close to the guys, kind of letting them do what they want. But, Jason, you know, anytime there are a lot of ACLs, anytime there's a lot of hamstrings, anytime there's a lot of shoulders, they're blaming the strength coach, right? Which yeah. isn't fair. Yeah, it isn't. I agree. And, and look, whether you're Kent Johnston or Barry Rubin or Rock Gullickson or uh, Redman. I mean, they've had lots of different strength coaches. There's some that are more old school than others. There are some that are more progressive than others. But I, I've always believed this, that, yes, you can train and you can do Pilates and yoga and all the things that are designed to prevent injuries. But, like, you know, I look at Dre Greenlaw. Uh, Packers hired the assistant uh, strength and conditioning coach from the 49ers. His name is Aaron Hill, right? Played at, played football at Minnesota. Um is it his? Is it his or his boss's fault that Drake Greenlaw ruptured his Achilles as he ran off the sideline in the Super Bowl? Like a lot of times, you know, injuries are luck, bad luck. And I, I also 
you know, again, I know Goody believes he's got a Super Bowl contender, and I don't disagree with him. But I, I do think we have a tendency to forget how many different things have to go your way for that opportunity to arise. And one of the things I know Christian Watson missed a bunch of time. I know, you know, Darnell Savage and Jair Alexander weren't available for large chunks of the season. But on the whole, you know, Elton Jenkins coming back from that knee injury in Atlanta as quickly as he did, not even playing as well as he's capable of, but him being back in the lineup even, like they had a pretty healthy year when you think about the most important pieces. We always got hung up on, oh, my God, they got 17 guys on the injury report. And then by Friday, there'd be three guys that were ruled out, right? I, I just, they were really healthy last year. And compared to other seasons I've covered and compared to other teams, and I'm really eager to see if, you know, bringing in someone from the 49ers increases that or if Aaron Hill does everything right and he's even better than Chris Gizzy and they have more injuries. I just don't, I don't know if I believe in the causation there. Jason, ownership had a pretty high grade for the Green Bay Packers of A, and obviously that's more of a reflection on Mark Murphy. He's certainly a lightning bolt anytime he opens up a microphone and has an opportunity to speak publicly, but why do you think he received such a high grade amongst the players? Yeah, uh, Keith, I look at it from a different perspective. <laughs> I look at it from, uh, that's a grade that they don't have an owner. Like, I'm, I didn't look, I didn't think of it as, oh, they give Mark Murphy a good grade. I thought of it as, well, the structure here, uh, we like the way it is. Um, and certainly, there's to some degree, I would agree that it's a, it's a reflection of Murphy. But I think it's more, like, I, don't, I just don't think, and, and again, I also think that it's interesting that these numbers come out. I don't know what they were last year. Frankly, I don't remember when this came out last year. I don't remember if it was as detailed as it is this year. I know I don't remember talking about it to any meaningful degree like we are this year. So I don't know, maybe J.C. Treader and the Players Association just did a better job of uh, packaging it. But they've got so many guys, and Chewie, you know this from your playing days, that have never played anywhere else and a bunch of guys who've never played in the league at all, Mm -hmm. right? So many rookies and first- and second-year guys that they don't, really have much to compare it to. So I also think that that would be a variable in how different coaches and different teams fared in different categories because, you know, Devondre Campbell played in a couple of other places, right? Preston Smith played in, what, one other place? Um, They don't have many guys on their roster that have a lot of experience being around the league, and they can't sit there and go, oh, well, if you guys think – you know, the head coach here that Matt LaFleur doesn't listen to us. Uh, let me tell you about the time I was in Seattle or whatever it might be. Like, I just, uh, I do think there are some interesting variables here that the data doesn't necessarily explain. Well, for instance, and I thought this was the most glaring thing, the Kansas City Chiefs were ranked 31st on the list overall. The owner of the Kansas oh. City Chiefs, Clark Hunt, was ranked 32nd overall. And yet the Kansas City Chiefs famously won the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. So I guess I wonder how much some of this even matters, right? Would the players trade an owner that they would give an A to, which would uh, theoretically bump up the Chiefs' grade across the board, or the Super Bowl ring they're going to get at the beginning of next season? Yeah, yeah I, I, that's a great question, Jen. Uh, and I'm not saying that. You know what I don't like, by the way, in this business is when people tell you, that's a great question, 
Well, it's not really a great question. They're just buying time because it was such a bad question. They don't know how to answer it. That's a great question. And I don't know if, again, do bad working conditions. Like, here's another example. And I have no idea how the Patriots fared on the list this year or how they would have or have fared in past years. But it sure sounded like that it wasn't really fun to play football in New England, right? Like, if you remember, when they when the Packers hired Lafleur. uh, Aaron Rodgers did not want um, McDaniels to get the job. Like, he was the one guy that Rodgers was adamantly, vehemently against. Because, uh, now, whether or not that was because he would have done what he wanted and not listened to Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. But I think there was a feeling beyond him that playing in New England, while it's great to win, on a day-to-day basis was not the most enjoyable thing for many players. I think they do have that. I think there are those that believe that in the league. So if it's not much fun or like, how did Andy Reed do on that? I get the feeling that they love Andy Reed. Do they not? He was, he got an a plus. I believe he had the top ranking yeah. of any, mm-hmm. like he was the only good grade the chiefs had. <laughs> I, I thought the, the other interesting category, and I saw some wives who chimed in from other teams as well. Uh, Tampa Bay. I think I saw a couple of wives who had opinions was treatment of families and what the Packers have like a B plus or something like that. I thought it was a um, C, C plus. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. C plus. Um, so that, so apparently we don't, we don't do a good enough job in green Bay of taking care of family. So I, I wonder too, how this will be acted upon if at all, like, does it lead to changes or like when you go to a restaurant and you fill out the comment card in a negative manner, and they say, well, that guy won't be eating here anymore, so forget him. We're not worried about him. Well, no, I'll be curious to see how that plays. There's no way this leads to any meaningful change. Maybe one team here or there. Well, the Buccaneers have right. already gone on the record saying that we they will take the results seriously and improve where they can. Mm-hmm. Jason, before we let you go, I do want to get to the Preston Smith news. What was your reaction to the news yesterday that Preston Smith will be back for another season in Green Bay after they restructured his deal? Yeah, I mean, he did. he took a legit pay cut. You know, one of my pet peeves about what we tend to do in this business is uh, call something a restructure when uh, it's only it's not really a restructure. Like he took money. He's taking less money this year with the chance of making it up uh, if he gets certain sack uh, incentives. And so I think it says a couple things. I think one. You know, when I was when Matt Lafleur was texting me, making fun of me that now that they were switching to a four-three, he wouldn't have to explain two down linemen versus four down linemen anymore. Uh, one of the things he referenced was that now we can call P, which is Preston, and RG, Rashawn Gary, uh, defensive ends. So I don't have to explain that to you, which was a good. It was a good jab. I liked it. Right. That told me from the very jump that it was important to him and. I believe, important to Goody, that they figured out a way for Preston Smith to come back. Um, Preston Smith was not going to be here on a $16 million cap number, though, so they had to get that down. And I think he played it smart because I think there are other examples around the league, and I always use Dalvin Cook as the example at running back. Aaron Jones took, a, uh, what, a $5 million pay cut last year to stay from 16 to $11 million, and he would have never gotten $11 million on the market, Right. Dalvin Cook said, no, I don't want the $10 million from the Vikings. I'm going to find a better deal elsewhere. And he didn't. He bounced around. It didn't work out in the Jets. Where did he go? Baltimore, Baltimore. after that. So, so I think Preston Smith looked at it and goes, okay, 
I'll take a little bit less. I'll still get paid $10 million. I know I'm going to be on this team, and I can make it up. Uh, he had that happen a couple of years ago, too. So I think he was really smart. I think he's an important piece of what they do. Uh, and I think this is one of those rare occasions, even though it is a pay cut, where it's a win for everybody. But is he going to be a backup, Jason? No, I don't think so, Chu. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to – look, if they're going to go four down linemen, he's one of the guys that looks like a defensive end in a 4-3, right? Mm. Like, I still I, – I really like Rashawn Gary as a player and as a dude. I enjoy my interactions with him. I, I, I think he doesn't look like he looked when he came in from Michigan when he did play with his hand down. And I'm not saying he's got to get fat or anything like that, but, like, he looks like an, a, a svelte outside linebacker guy now, right? Mm-hmm. And so I am curious how they, you know, they say that this isn't a big deal and they play nickel. I mean, last year, I know you guys got to go, but last year they played base defense 26.7% of their snaps. So one out of every four snaps, basically, they were in base. That's it. And so I get that. But he's he, he does not look like a defensive end. And I know the league has changed, and those guys aren't as heavy as they were when you were playing. But uh, Preston Smith looks the part of a 4-3 defensive end. Maybe that image has changed, but I still think he's going to be a vital part of what they do. Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us this morning. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, tell Shefty and Keith I said hi. Take care. Be good. <laughs> All right, he's Jason Wildy. You can hear him on Wildy and Taos right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each and every weekday right here on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Have you guys tried Celsius Energy Drink yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? It's the clean energy drink that you need, that I need to stay active and energized all day long. Trust me, when I'm trying to make a trip on the West Coast and get back and do Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on the following morning, Celsius is the only thing that gets me through the day. My favorite flavor is the peach vibe, although I told you guys that sparkling grapefruit, mmm. So good. If you haven't tried it yet, I highly recommend it. You can find it at Pick and Save or online at Amazon. Stay active and energized all day long with Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Hey, everyone who I let try borscht likes it. They don't love it, but it, it's, <laughs> it's a liver. What, a, what an endorsement. Your, this is your but, pitch. But, 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 hold on. <laughs> hey, yeah, guys, good luck. I don't even have to talk anymore. On 94.5 ESPN. Whether you live in the area and you want to enjoy a night out or you're visiting Milwaukee, I highly recommend you stay and experience St. Kate the Arts Hotel. The hotel is ideally located in the heart of the theater district in downtown Milwaukee. Deluxe accommodations, culinary creativity, on-site art galleries, nightly live music, and when my friends from the network come to Milwaukee, this is where they stay. They stay at St. Kate the Arts Hotel. Book special hotel packages with room rates starting as low as $129 a night. You can learn more and book your stay at stkatearts.com. That's stkatearts.com. I guess Wendy's had a little change of heart. (laughs) Wendy's was everywhere. I saw Wendy's, uh, I was on the airplane and the gentleman next to me was watching one of those news uh, networks. They were talking about Wendy's surge pricing there. People have been talking about it in the sports space. People have been talking about it on the local news. I guess the uh, reaction to Wendy's suggestion about surge pricing their burgers didn't go over well, huh, you? I guess they listened to the show, <laughs> <laughs> which was very... I mean, this well, isn't shocking. 
It's right? it's so rare that everybody agrees on something. That it was bogus. Yeah, like it was just the dumbest idea ever. Like usually you at least get one dip bleep who wants to be the dissenting voice and literally everywhere across the board on the internet everyone's like what's Wendy's well, but, doing this is a dumb idea I'll just go to a different burger place but the but the more surprising thing is I'm sure there's an executive committee for Wendy's much like the Packers and people didn't stand up and go this is maybe the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life and kind of shop it or, or do a what do they call those groups that you know they run something a focus group a focus group, right? And see if it works. All right, let me ask I do you have this. context okay, that I think is important here is eh, basically important context, Joshy. What are we doing? Are you about to stand up for Wendy's CEO? No, 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 no. <laughs> the the Wendy's CEO uh, presented it in a wrong way. Basically, seems like you're standing up for Wendy's. CEO. What they wanted to do is offer like happy hours, so in downtimes you can have cheaper items. But they phrased it like Uber, and everyone thought. Well, Uber gets more expensive. It rarely gets more cheap. Yeah. So, like, they're trying to change the prices to get people in during downtime, and they just were really bad at PR. So now they you. have to take uh, it back. Ah, that sounds like the old, uh, you know. Sounds like you're standing up for uh, Let me just tell sounds you Sounds like I asked you a question, I, Josh, and then you lied to my I read. I read the back. press release. I, I've got a Wendy's probably two miles from my house out in Waukesha County. It never looks like Chick-fil-A. No. (laughs) It never looks like Chick-fil-A. I mean, the line might be four cars. It ain't 20 cars deep. So I don't know what their rush hour is like, but, I mean, if anyone should have ran this out, it maybe should have been Chick-fil-A because that place is always packed. I did love the people who were talking about it like the stock market, right? I sent you guys that tweet (laughs) yesterday that said, when I buy a Baconator on the dip, Short the sandwich at twelve fifteen and turn a twenty seven percent profit, <laughs> which is great because again, to Joshy's point, even if the idea was to go less expensive on off hours, right? So at like two fifteen, you can snag a spicy chicken sandwich for a buck fifty. Yeah, well, yeah. Then here's what I'm gonna do: when you raise it back up to the regular price of three fifty or four three ninety nine, I'm gonna sell it for two fifty. Just be handed out chicken spicy. Spicy chicken sandwiches from the trunk of my car. Make a little profit. We got to take a break. We've got Adam Schefter coming up next. Different time, different day for Adam, but he is at the Combine. We'll get the latest from the NFL space from Adam Schefter right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.